The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time to go behind the sporting headlines with Shane Hannon from Off the Wall. Shane, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Tiger Woods and Nike, a divorce. It is a divorce. It's the end of a, it's an end of an era, I guess. Uh, we're we're also so used to seeing Tiger in that red jumper, red T-shirt on on the final day of a major with the little white Nike swoosh, uh, and of course that iconic moment at the Masters when the ball stops after he chips it onto the green and the the Nike swoosh, almost perfectly planned, just sits there before it drops. Um, but it's it's probably the most famous sponsorship agreement between any global sports person uh, and, and a lot of money involved here as well. Yeah, what sort of money? Uh, well, lucrative deals. Uh, and over the course of the 27 years, you look at the different contracts that he signed. He first signed a five-year contract with Nike when he turned professional. He was 20 years of age in 1996. That was a $40 million five-year contract. So a decent bit of money and a decent chunk of money, certainly. And then in 2013, it was a 10-year contract worth a reported $200 million. So these figures obviously went up. Uh, a lot of people bought Nike golf balls and Nike gear off the back yeah. of this Tiger Woods deal. Uh, but certainly, it's a, it's the end of an era. And, uh, you know... yeah. How do those deals work, though? I mean, does it depend on, uh, you know, where you figure in tournaments? Because the higher up the leaderboard you are, the more television coverage you get, the more exposure of the brand. Uh, and that's reflected in the prize money. So mm. do they get, you know, dollar for dollar? If we win $100,000, you get another 100 from your sponsor? Or... What way does it work? Yeah, ordinarily I would say if, if a player signs up for X amount of tournaments per year or they're guaranteed to play X amount of tournaments per year, we know Tiger Woods is going to play the big four majors every year and all the rest. Uh, Nike would just sign up based on that and, and, and give him that money regardless of how bad it is. Exactly, essentially. Now, uh, no doubt there are little loopholes in contracts and T's and C's and maybe additions and bonus payments uh, like you'd see in Premier League football where your goalkeeper might get a clean sheet bonus or whatever. Tiger might get a bonus for making it past the cut mark or whatever yeah. it might be. Uh, so certainly there are loopholes in there. So we get headlines, but we don't get the fine print. Exactly. And he's probably the only golfer along with Rory McIlroy that could command these fees. Rory maybe a little bit less, but I mean, he, he still is, regardless of the fact that he's dropped off so, so, much, so much with the injury and the car accident and everything else that's, that's happened to him and the personal troubles as well. Mm. Uh, he still commands so much because he still has that aura. Yeah, but he's a great story, isn't he? I mean, whether it's uh, domestic trouble or driving his car too fast and crashing and coming back from injury... He is the story all the time. And this is the thing as well. Nike stood by Tiger Woods through all of that. Different uh, sponsorship brands when they had the, you know, the uh, infidelity and the car accident and different things that happened to Tiger over the years. A lot of brands cut away and said, we don't want to be associated with Tiger Woods, the brand anymore. Nike stuck with him through and through. So I can't see him, you know, his playing career is slowing down, but he'll go into the the veterans, the over 50s, Mm. and he'll presumably be very successful there. So he's not going to be without a sponsor. What is the talk about what kind of shirt he's going to be wearing, what kind of cap he's going to be wearing? Yeah, you see, January is the month in golf when new contracts between golfers and their sponsors are agreed. And he's been asked about this in, in, in recent days as well. He's kind of batted it off a little bit. He says, see you in LA. That's where Woods is hosting the, the Genesis Invitational next month. Uh, he's had a limited schedule, as he said, since that car accident in, in, in 2021. The word is Tiger Woods going to create his own line. Um, he's enough by himself. That is the rumour that maybe this is the, the, the dawn of a new brand, a new is Tiger Woods era. Is this kind of a Federer exercise because Federer has his own line? It feels like it. It feels like it. And, and in fairness, it's probably reached that point in, in his career. Like you look, He probably looks at the likes of Michael Jordan. I mean, he hasn't played in 20 years and yet we're all still buying his shoes. You know, his yeah. shoes sell so much more than anyone else. And that's probably what Tiger is thinking. Yeah. I need to create this sort of brand. I mean, he's, he's iconic in terms of a fashion sense yeah. and sport. You know? So uh, we can't see him kind of bringing out uh, Tiger Woods clubs because they'd have to be made by someone who really knows 
how to design and manufacture golf clubs. Exactly. I'd be surprised if it was clothes. I, 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 I would ima- or sorry, if it was clubs. I'd imagine a line of clothes, the hats, the easy things for him to do as well. And, and the, 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 the really good thing in this is that t- Nike, for example, you, you look at those monies, you know, $200 million over the course of a 10-year contract from 2013 to, this, to last year. They recouped a lot of that money in the sale of golf balls and the sale of clothes. Uh, so it, while it might sound like nosebleeding sums of money for these companies, it really isn't when you consider the amount of things they are selling. And Tiger will be the same. His brand will sell yeah. so much that this, this risk of moving into sole, sole trader business yeah. and will pay off. And what has happened is that sports shoes have become everyday shoes. Oh, 100%. So it's a mass market, absolutely. And now uh, another story that caught our eye was that the fact that Jim McGuinness was banned for eight weeks for fielding an Ill, ineligible player last week. But the ineligibility was kind of trifling, really. It was very, very... Uh, it, it, it raises a few questions, this one, Pat. So uh, Donegal were playing in a, in a McKenna Cup match against uh, Armagh last week. The, this young uh, 17-year-old at the time, Finbar Rorty, uh, he then turns 18 on January 4th, uh, the day after the game, or a couple of days after the game. Uh, but the rules within the GEA state that a player has to have turned 18 by the start of the calendar year to play senior intercounty football that year. Finbar Rorty hasn't even played senior football for his club, Neve Connell, up in Donegal. There's a lot of uh, competition for places in that team. Um, but this one, it, it, it's brought up a lot of anger online from GEA people. Jim McGuinness, as he says, he's got an eight-week suspension as well. I guess he's the, the head honcho. He makes these decisions. Yeah, so. And teenagers are playing in the Premier League. Teenagers are playing in the Premier League. Fifteen-year-olds like Mason Melia have been playing in the League of Ireland. I mean, if you, if you see a golf prodigy or a, a snooker prodigy or Luke Littler, the 16-year-old at the darts... It's encouraged and it's 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 fawned over. It's the front page of the newspapers, like we saw with Littler in the last few weeks. And yet, in the GEA, if you're good enough at mm. 17 to play intercounty football, yeah, the GEA deem that that's this all right. Because it's so close in in the actual birthday, um, maybe it is uh, you know hard cases make bad mm. law. But you might think that the GEA are doing this to protect underage players that mix them with the big boys on a rough day. Um, they could come out the wrong side of it in injury terms. That's the argument. So, uh, look, I, mean, I, I made the point about Luke Littler. Luke Littler throws darts on an hockey. He doesn't get involved in physical altercations on a GEA pitch and, and rough Just shoulders. Just tussling with the pizza, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kebabs and the pizza and the, and the vapes and all the rest. Um, so it, there is that argument. But then there's the argument League of Ireland football and Premier League football is very physical as well. Um, I guess in rugby you see the 20 it's, it's very much encouraged under 20s and academies before you and, and when you are ready physically you'll get into the senior team uh, but I, I have some issues with this one I think if you're good enough maybe at 17 years of age you should be allowed in uh, a lot of people disagree but where, do you, where do you draw the line? well that's the I thing mean, is it 16, 17, 18? Yeah, it's like the voting age. You know, people will have different different arguments for different ages. But I think at 17 years of age, if you look at Finn Rorty, he's very much developed and, and he's raring to go. Uh, and it's very, very harsh on Jim McGuinness's first year back with Donegal all of a sudden. An eight-week suspension as they look into their league campaign as well. Yeah, all right. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, this comment from Cormac. Maybe Porrick Harrington could put in a good word for Tiger with the Dunn Stores bigwigs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, yeah. Get the gear there. Shane Hannon, thank you very much uh, for... A- The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.